This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back, sci-fi fans, to another episode of the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm here tonight with David. Hello. And Daniel. Hey, everybody. And we're going to do something a little bit new. We're going to kind of uh, give you another little format change here. And to get our reactions out to especially the Disney Plus stuff that's dropping on Friday. Right now, we're we're getting things out to you. <laughs> like a week and a half to two weeks after an episode, and we want to do that faster. So shows drop on Friday, and we're going to be dropping these reaction-only shows on Monday following. So uh, this is going to be our first try at this, this new format for some of that stuff. For, what are we, episode four of WandaVision? All right, so uh, we we kind of said that they needed to kind of start fleshing things out and giving us some answers. Is, is everybody happy with the amount of answers they gave us? Yes. They actually, they basically showed us the answer to every question we had so far. Not there was only- a little mystery that popped up in the first three episodes. They went back to the beginning of what's happened outside of the bubble. Yeah. And, um, uh, and explain that to us. I, I, I was very pleased with this episode. I loved it. Yeah, no, it was a great episode. And not only did they answer all the questions we've been asking, Jimmy Wu was literally writing all the questions we've been asking on his whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yep. So they knew exactly what they were doing. I mean, they were, they were holding, they were making us ask all these very specific questions and almost verbatim. They were on Jimmy Wu's whiteboard. Mm-hmm. So, and they, they even maybe without meaning to answered some of the, the fan, the, the wilder fan theory questions about, is this character really the high evolutionary or is this, is this character that one? Is this character that one? And they kind of eliminated some of that stuff. Yeah, they did. Um, so, David, what did you think about this episode overall? Overall, I, I really loved this episode it's probably my favorite so far because it took the ambition that was established in the first three and took it just another step further um by now switching pretty much completely switching genres like it was this like when you you look at it just from that standpoint it's like a wacky sitcom and then it becomes a horror and now it's this like mystery like x-files type show right and i think that's probably what the tone of it's gonna be for the next uh, five episodes, because uh, I, th- I think it's five more episodes, yeah, right? Yeah, we have nine total. Yeah, that's probably what the tone's going to be, and I really love the characters. Uh, Monica Rambeau already has a thousand times more charisma than Captain Marvel herself. <laughs> um, well, I mean... I already uh, am I, like, can I please just see her be Captain Marvel? I mean, are y'all assuming like I am that Monica Rambo comes out of this with whatever variation of her powers from the comics they decide to give her? 
not sure. I don't know that I've thought that far ahead about it. Uh, it's not something I've considered. I, I, I do think we need the character in continuity, and obviously there could be plans for her in the future. I would hate to see them go too far away from the origin of her powers sort of being Captain Marvel related. I don't know that I want to see her well, and, and she's, her powers through a connection with Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And she's going to be in Captain Marvel too. So maybe she gets them there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so maybe this is just kind of our real introduction to the adult version of this character. Uh, and she's been great. Uh, she's been a fantastic character so far. Her and Jimmy Woo are both, both really, really good. They're excellent. Love Jimmy Who is so funny. You, I mean, I'm sure y'all have seen the pictures t- pointing it out, but I just love that he totally learned how to do close-up magic. Yeah, he did yeah, a man's, did he a man's card, the trick. card trick. from Scott. the card yeah. trick, yeah. Um, just another example of how good Marvel is at this stuff, just to give you those little details. It's not, they, don't even, they don't even make it obvious, but it's something if you're paying attention to this one and you're paying attention to that, you can make the connection. Right. Well, I mean, we've come so far with the MCU where I saw somebody kind of pointed this out the other day and it's essentially you have the secondary villain from age of Ultron being, you know, who, who has is tied up in whatever's happening and she's being looked for by side characters from Ant-Man and Thor. Mm -hmm. And that's your, you know, that's your heroes now. Like that's your stars of this show, and it's kind and, of and a side character from Captain Marvel, right? Who was just a kid at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so pulling all of this in is is really kind of nuts, and it, it's just how big the MCU really is now. They have created an absolutely massive sandbox. I mean, and, and of course, Marvel always was that, but you always question like how big can you really go with it in in movies or on tv and i mean i think they just keep showing you can just keep going bigger and bigger and bigger with it um so we've got some characters we've got scientists showing up and of course we were asking the question last week you know who is who is the villain is there a villain i'm still not totally sure that there's not some other villain kind of lurking in the background here but wanda is the wanda is the villain whether it's on purpose or not wanda is the villain that'd be crazy well but this is what we talked about i'm even we'd speculated before that obviously she has some control over the reality we've seen we had seen that be obvious right and we had all kind of thought you know what maybe she created this reality and I think I even said, I think she probably created it, but even if she did, I think there's probably another villain behind the scenes kind of pulling the strings and manipulating it. I'm starting to think maybe there's not. Um, and it does, it, it has a certain level of, I just, I guess maybe I didn't want to go all the way into thinking that would make Wanda the only antagonist to this. Like there needs to be some other target to go after mm-hmm. to sort of bring her back to the role of a protagonist, but maybe that's not necessarily true. The, the story can go away that it's at this point, it's going to be about saving her from herself. I mean, you can see in the clips of what's to come in this show that vision starts to kind of probe at, at 
something's wrong here and get into the outside yeah. world. And I can see a scenario play out where he's willing to sacrifice himself to save Wanda and to save these other people because she's essentially just holding them prisoner. Yeah, and he and that's the you thing know? about Vision. Vision, if he finds out Wanda's hurting people, intentionally or not, he's not going to be okay with it. Right. Correct. And that creates a whole level of drama to this show that would just be, you know, entertaining. Right. So I, I can absolutely see us going that way now, especially after this fourth episode. That's absolutely what they're leading us to believe at this point. If someone else pops up, I mean, I think we've already, like I said before, they have sort of started to debunk some of the fan theories about who some of these characters are. People had the idea that Herb might be the high evolutionary. Well, they, they started to debunk some of the wilder theories that uh, maybe Herb was the high evolutionary and this character, because of their name, could be this magical character and this character could be that one. And Arcana, Emma Caulfield could be Arcana because in the books, her husband's name is such and such and her husband's name is is this in the show. And it's sort of become obvious. I think all they did was was take those names and play with them just to drop us some Easter eggs. Yeah, which is cool. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well but if if we've identified the person who is Herb inside the world is really another person in the real world, and he's just trapped in this town with all these other people, right? Then that's kind of out the window. Well, there, uh, he was really kind of the thought that maybe he would be the one really behind things. Yeah. Well. So, really think it's probably just Wanda. Right. Well, and at this point, they definitely want us to look at it and say, oh, it's just Wanda. I mean, that's what Monica Rambeau says when she's thrown out, you know, that it's Wanda. It's all Wanda. However, there's still a little bit of a mystery here. One of the things we see going on in this episode is them identifying the real people caught in this world. Right. There are a couple things going on here. One, Jimmy Woo was there. Because he has someone in witness protection that's supposed to be there in that city. We don't know who that is. And I think that the fact that that person hasn't either popped up or been identified on their list is it might even be possible that we have someone who could wind up as some level of villain that's trapped in Wanda's reality as well. Yeah, I think that that is... Definitely. I, I noticed that. I think that's definitely possible. It's, I feel like it might be somebody. It's going to be somebody significant. Uh, nothing. I haven't had enough time to think about, like to sit down and really think about who it could be. Right. Maybe somebody from the comics who's like stuck in there. Witness protection. I really don't know. Um, but I am sort of really leaning towards wanda is the is the bad guy she's the only bad guy and i'm leaning towards the thought that maybe the reason they're saying that we're gonna know the direction the mcu is going is because i could see wanda now being the overarching bad guy for this next phase of the mcu she's gonna be in doctor strange 2 we've just assumed that they were uh that doctor strange was helping her what if she's the villain in doctor strange 2 what what if Doctor Strange two is Doctor Strange having to stop this multiverse of madness that Wanda is causing, and then it overarches into Spider Man three, where the multiverse of madness that Wanda is causing is brought in Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, and and, and so on and so on, because um, we really don't know much about any of the movies that are coming after that. So 
I, I, I'm starting to speculate, and, and it's slowly growing into just a straight-up theory in my head that Wanda is the overarching villain of the MCU for the next phase, which makes perfect sense to me. And if that's the case, and Elizabeth Olsen gets to do more of this villainous Wanda, that would be awesome, because she is incredible. She she's an incredible actress and, and she is so freaking scary. She could be a hugely intimidating villain and and a real threat and, and it adds a whole new layer because this person was an Avenger. It was it was one of them. It was a it was a hero. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah. And it's sort of what I'm leaning towards now. Uh I don't know that I want to go so far into the idea that she's the main villain of the next phase. I, I, There's part of me that really loves her as the as a hero that she's grown into. And right. there's and, part of me, and I think a big part of the fan base honestly would react negatively to turning her full on into the overarching villain. Because if you make her the big villain of the phase, will she be, can you redeem her after that? And that's the next point I was actually going to kind of get to is I I don't know if this show feels complete if we don't get some kind of redemption arc for before this is over, sometime in the next five episodes. Uh, and she needs to be kind of a sympathetic character through this. She's had a mental break. It's a mental illness she's dealing with. Yeah. We, we already know how influenced by House of M this show is. And by the way, side note, when we talk about the great comic book storylines of the last couple of decades and everybody brings up civil war and, uh, it, you know, those, those big crossovers in Marvel house of M. If you have not read that and you have any interest in these characters at all, read house of M. It's brilliant. But anyway, <laughs> it's I, I agree. in house in house of M is the death of her children that caused this break. And, Obviously, in this show, it's been the death of Vision, and she's trying to give them this idyllic life. And and I think that there needs to be some sort of redemptive arc to that. And because you have to be sensitive to the fact that you don't want to stigmatize that mental illness either. I mean, right? It, you know, you know, what I'm trying to say we we need to be sensitive to that fact. And by the time this is over, she needs to be on the road to recovery in some way. She needs help. You know, I, I'm. So I don't know that we're going the route of her being the big bad villain for any length of time. That's a great point. I, I didn't really consider that. I mean, I, that you don't want to like make it this person who has an actual mental illness is now the big bad guy and she doesn't get a redemption. Um, I, I, I'm just, I have so many things in my head about the show and that's, what's great. And that's what I'm really loving about it is it's constantly, constantly making me think and, as much as I love the MCU movies, very few of them have made me actually think about something. So here's a question. This was actually posed to me by one of, by Yana, by, by one of the kids. Is Wanda fully aware of what she's doing or is Wanda, is this a dream that's manifesting into reality? And she's refu her stopping things as her refusing to wake let up. the dream in to wake up. Right. No, I don't. I don't think she's dreaming. I also don't know that she's fully conscious of what he's doing, of what she's doing. Some of it seems to be sort of on a subconscious level. Um, 
Well, she yeah, seemed to have. To but to, to answer Iana's question directly, no, I don't think she's. I don't think she's dreaming or any or in some kind of trance. I think she's really actively physically there the way we see her. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, is she in full control of herself? That's up for debate. And that's where it comes into what do you blame? Is she under the influence of a of an entity like Mephisto or the High Evolutionary? Or is it just she's had a mental break and she can't control her powers? I mean, these powers are given to her and... and she, I mean, she's had training and all, but she hasn't really had. We've never seen her sit down and actually try to understand anything about her powers. Which is why it's going to be great to have her on Doctor Strange, and, yeah. and Do- I, I can't wait for them to have a conversation and Doctor Strange to be like, "You were just given these powers. I had to like train for this, man. You were just given it. Like, no, no, no. We're gonna uh, training arc. We're gonna have an anime training arc <laughs> uh, for Wanda. So. Uh, kind of going back to them identifying characters and and who the uh, I mean Daniel, did you have any thoughts on who Jimmy Woo's person that he was going to Westview to find was somebody in witness protection? Do you have any theories on that? No, uh, as far as it being a connection to a character, any of us would recognize. They didn't really give us any clues. We just know he was looking for somebody, and they just disappeared. So there's not a whole lot to go on there, you know? No, there's really not. Um, but so we still haven't identified that character. Interestingly enough, there's a character that I, I think that the, the real key to someone being more than they seem is Agnes. Right. And yep. she's also not identified. Um, she's and, not. I noticed that as well. Do you have any theories on Agnes? Well, the big theory has been that she's actually Agatha, um, which there's a connection to her and Wanda in the books. And that's why this is a theory because Agnes is so close to Ag- Agatha, um, that she's literally a witch, an right. arcane witch. And she was instrumental in helping train Wanda how to use her abilities. Um, so they didn't identify her at all. So it leaves the window open for that. But again, it can very easily just be Easter eggs like the other names were. True. Um, you know, there's, there's clips of her. We have a, a Halloween episode coming up, which has been seen in the previews where she's dressed as a witch for Halloween, threw fuel on that fire. Right. Other than that, I don't know if there's any speculation to what she is. I, I don't know that that's really going to come to fruition because the other names have all just been, you know, like I said, little Easter eggs. And we've sort of established the fact that she lives in this town. She has a home. She has a job. She's just one of the, she's one of the residents like the other people. What, what threw Geraldine out and made her obvious as she and her pointed out to vision, she had no home in the town. Right. She didn't belong there. She came from the outside. None of the rest of them. She's the only, uh, Geraldine Monica was the only one who kind of stood out. Right. So, I don't, I don't, I don't know that. As much as I love Catherine Hahn and would like to see her be a bigger, more important character, I'm, I'm losing any kind of hope that that's actually going to happen. I think her name and her witch outfit are like everything else that there were just just little nods, little nods yeah, to the exactly. comics. Yeah, yeah. But the interesting thing about her is that she is, um, she's an active 
force. Like, she introduces herself to Wanda. She knocks on the door. She says, hi, Wanda. She, she, that's the thing that kind of stands out about her to me that makes me think she might be something more. And I don't know, maybe, maybe next episode they'll be like, oh, this is this person. So whatever. Um, and, and we don't know. Maybe, maybe she's the, she, maybe she's the, the person that uh, Agent Wu was looking for. And there's more to her. I don't know, but but I really, I, I really like her actress and her character. So I do hope we see more of her. Yeah, and uh, of course the question remains: What happened to the poor guy in the hazmat suit? That, <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't kicked out of Westview, or at least he didn't show it. Um, right. So I, I'm not sure what Wanda did to the to the poor beekeeper. But I mean, there, there's so much going on in the show. I'm really glad they gave us answers. I'm glad to see familiar faces back. I'm glad to see characters like Jimmy Woo getting a bigger role. Um, I, I think that before it's over with, maybe Jimmy Woo winds up with sword. Um, and I don't know if yeah. at some point we see sword m- transition into sword of the comics, or if this is what sword is going to always mm. be in the MCU. I want Jimmy to be the the kind of new Coulson. I'd love that. that yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, because it would be it it for Sword to be this in the MCU, which I think it will be. This will remain. It'd be very easy to see that organization sort of slip into the Shield role. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If we're if we're truly yep. not going to bring Shield back into the fold, then yeah, then it makes sense for. Uh, Sword to fill fill that role. David, last last week you were uh, not real excited about Darcy showing up. <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask me about this. Oh my god! I okay. So little background. I don't like those first two Thor movies very much, and Darcy is one of the big reasons why. Um, I think the actress is fine. Uh, I think she's doing a fine job. Playing the character, I just don't like the character. Yeah. Now, her character, as a character, she is very, very different than the last time we saw her. Well, she said, well, the the parts about her, 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 every word she says sounds like she, it's a person trying very, 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 very hard to be cute and charming, and it's not working. Every, single word she says humans do not speak like that i just want her to talk like a normal person or shut the hell up every time she's talking and she keeps going she just keeps saying it she's like like oh she says one thing and it's like okay that's the joke and then she like makes a makes a cute funny face like "Eh, i don't know and then she's eating ramen because she's relatable get it get it she's relatable and she just, she's so every, you know, have you heard like people talk about how the MCU is constantly a quippy dialogue? Like every MCU movie has quippy dialogue and jokes and it gets annoying. Every single word she said is one of those quippy dialogues. What she says, she's like, I need a old TV, like a really, really old TV, like not flat. No one talk, just say, I need an old TV. That's the line. I need an old TV. And one line, one but that's line not like funny. That, one line like that would be okay, but every single line 
she talks like a person who thinks they have a camera on her that is filming for a show. She doesn't speak like a human. She's not a person. She, when that guy's like, when that guy's like, I do whatever my thing, and she goes, no one cares. Like, she, like, basically looks at the camera and like, no one cares. Like, every single word she says, she's trying to be funny and quirky and different and weird and get it. And she just, she's, she's not a human being. She's not a person. She's not a, she is a caricature of funny hipster hacker girl. She's wearing, so her, wearing, her fingerless, wearing her fingerless gloves and her beanie and she's making <laughs> weird faces and 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 she's just she's just so invested in the show. <laughs> Isn't yeah. she cute and different? And the problem is <laughs> Jimmy Woo. Oh really? We haven't got to the problem uh, yet? Jimmy Woo is the example of <laughs> A character who is relatable, but like not trying way too hard, while Darcy is trying way too hard. I mean, that's kind well, of the thing with Darcy, and I will say that it has been consistent. Is Darcy has been yes. a little bit socially awkward from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Now, I don't, I don't mind Darcy all, you know, that much. I mean, she's not my favorite character in the show, but uh, I, I don't have any big long rants about Darcy to go on. But uh, <laughs> I cannot believe you're so wrong about this, David. Tell me why. Oh my gosh! Because you've yet to do that. Because you, because you just ran it for ten minutes. So you're, you're right. Tell me why. <clears throat> I like Darcy. Okay, and she's is, and I do know people who talk like that. I know people who have the "I know I'm different, and I don't really care" attitude and the snarky sense of humor to go along with it. It's it's fine. It plays well. Cat Dennings pulls that off for me. Like I, I have no issue with it. I do actually think her lines are funny. Like you made the point about I need an old TV, like not flat. She should have stopped it. I need an old TV. No, she shouldn't. I need an old TV isn't funny. It's just a statement of fact. The fact that to her, all, all she grew up with was flat TVs. It's a generational gap thing because we're sitting here with a with a with an analog signal that a TV can't even get a reception anymore. And the best way she knows to describe it as a millennial is, I need a non-flat TV. Like it. It's fine. That shows that you're right. That gap there. You're it, right. That line, that line plays well. You're right. It's, that line plays. It's well. fine. And then the whole thing about whenever the guy's talking and she goes, "No one cares." Is that's her personality? She's got that overconfident in her own world, really not worried about and having the snarky comments. That's that character's personality, and there's nothing wrong with it. She is consistent. She's consistent, sure. Way too consistent is my like. Not every (laughs) word she says has to be a snarky comment. Every single line she says is snarky. The problem is, David, more sarcastic or stretched out. You do know people like this. I know you Uh, do. And the problem is, you don't like those kind of people in real life. So Darcy's rubbing you the wrong way. You're right. You're right. So you don't say like people that, don't talk like but that. But if you do, if you do know those people, they are just as annoying in real life, because it's like, yeah, I get it, I got well, it. 
Okay. Cat, Cat Daniels can get a... indifferent. I get it. You're you're way above all of us. You're the best. I love you. You're the best. And Shut just, up. We're, we're just going to be real. Cat Dennings can get away with that kind of shit more than a lot of people could because she's Cat Dennings. Yeah. We're just going to be honest about it. I just and want her to say a, a line that isn't snarky. I want her to say one line that like sounds like something a human would say. Well, I think as it goes, I think you're going to get some more serious moments from her. I think it was a matter of trying to to bring her in and have her her new persona, but still show that she's still the same person we knew before. Well, it's the uh, right. It's the same personality. It's just a it's a new role for her. Right. She was a political science major who got stuck being an intern to an astrophysicist because nobody else wanted the job. And she needed the credit, and uh, obviously somewhere along the way she be- she got she gained interest in it and became an astrophysicist. And we don't exactly know how she got there, but it makes sense. She worked for Jane. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense that she's there, and I do love the MCU bringing back characters like that. It, it makes perfect sense. It's, I, I, just every time she speaks, I just want her to shut up. Because we I know are what a she's microcosm, though. You and I are a microcosm of the wider fandom because she is a polarizing character. Yeah. I happen to stand on the side of someone who likes Darcy, but I was a fan of Cat Dennings before. Mm-hmm. And you stand on the side of people who hate Man. Darcy. And it doesn't seem and to be a lot against of Cat Dennings. Cat Dennings is, is great. I, I think she's right, doing a great yeah. job playing the character. I just don't like the character. Right. But I and and I do. I I think it I like that kind of character. It's very Whedon-esque. It is kind of Whedon-esque. That's a good point. Yeah. But here's the problem. Every time I have a problem with the Josh Whedon property, it's because there's too many Whedonisms. And every single how person... Many, how many Josh Whedon properties do you have a problem with? You know, that's a good... No, okay. That's a good point. I like all of them. But if I have a problem with it, it is because of a Whedonism in it. Like, if I ever have an issue with Firefly, it's because I'm thinking to myself, not every single character has to... Can someone say something that isn't snarky? If I have a problem with the Avengers movie, I'm thinking, can someone say something that isn't snarky? I love it overall. I love them all. But if I ever have a problem, it is it is something like that. Um, but, yeah, I just... I don't know. I think I've made my point. All right. So kind of as we're kind of at the 30 minute mark. So kind of as we wrap up, I guess the one last thing I wanted to touch on there's, we catch that one little moment where Wanda sees vision either as he is, it's either the reanimated body of vision or the last, or, or as, as reality, she, she was hit with this moment of reality. So she sees this, she sees him as he was the last time she really saw him. So that was horrible. That was a jump scare. Yeah. yeah that really was like, and uh, it's kind of a gut wrenching moment because it, right. and, and not so much because it's sad for us, but because you're connecting with how sad it has to be for Wanda. Like it's it that was really that was a punch in the gut. 
that what she's and 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 just makes it that much more sad at the realization that all she's really done is sort of animate his dead body and <laughs> what we see I'm being serious and and what we see of him through this show is just the way he's projected to the world through the television signal that whatever she's doing is putting out there that that's that rea- this that's this reality that she's created that that's the way we all seem but that's not the way he is like it just yeah. uh it sucks like that's really sad that is a gut-wrenching moment to realize how hard that is on her yeah, yeah. that's it's what i took from without it. gore that's what's so great about it but that's that's what i took from it yeah all right. Well, before we wrap up, does anybody have any final thoughts about this episode or what you kind of expect to see next week or this week? I have no idea what to expect, and I love that. <laughs> no, I, I think what we're going to see going forward is we're going to fall back to the sitcom element, but interspersed with Jimmy and Cat yeah. and the. Sword agents on the outside watching the sitcom along with us. Yeah, well, I think we're going to start. I expect the rest of it to play out. Yeah, I do too. I think we're going to start seeing. I think the last five minutes of this past episode showed us what's going to happen. I don't know how much y'all paid attention to it, but the um, the transitioning back, the smooth transitions from in aspect ratios is kind of nuts. But when we're in reality, we go to a theatrical aspect ratio. And when we're in, when we're in the, yeah. And, uh, and they did it real smooth. It's not like it, it doesn't, it's not jarring or anything. It just transitions nice and smooth between the ratios. Um, but I think we're starting to see when, when we're in reality and when we're in whatever this false reality is, is now being shown to us by the changing aspect ratios. Right. But uh, unless y'all have any other thoughts, I think that's going to do it. I mean, I could rant about Darcy forever, so I'm just going to stop us right here. All right. Well, uh, yeah, looking forward to the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this. Hope you enjoyed our takes on episode four of WandaVision. Um, David, until next time, where can people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at David underscore JG Peoples. All right, and Daniel? I am on Twitter at Nancy Peeps. All right. You can find me on Twitter running the account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. You can drop us a line at the sciencefictionary.com. And until next time, may the force be with you.